This is the Woodenville Weekly Podcast. The Woodenville Weekly is a community newspaper serving the North Shore area since 1976. We're proudly locally owned and operated. To read more in-depth stories, visit woodenville.com. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Woodenville Weekly Podcast for December 22nd, 2023. This week on the podcast, Molebox Garden and Home Closing Down. City responds to latest news regarding Molebox. Parade lights Woodenville. Events for this week. Molebox Garden and Home Closing Down. Malbach's Garden and Home is Closing Down, the Woodenville Institution announced in a news release Monday morning. Malbach's has been negotiating with its landlord, Development Group Green Partners, after news last month that plans for a large-scale development project years in the making, including a brand-new Malbach's, were scrapped. The two sides had a confidential mediation late last week and could not come to an agreement, the news release said. A statement from five members of the Molbach family, including 98-year-old store founder Egon Molbach, was released Monday, saying that the Gardens District project was an exciting plan for Molbach's future and to not be able to realize that vision is heartbreaking. Family businesses are special, the statement said. We're grateful for the opportunity to share the passion for horticulture, floriculture, and community that Egon and Lena began in 1956 and nurtured and grew in Woodenville for 67 years. Molbox first announced it was forced out of the development project called the Gardens District on November 28, shortly after Green Partners announced it was canceling the project altogether. The developer said it had been negotiating with second-generation store owner Jeans Molbach on how to include Molbachs in a future project, but discussions had not been fruitful. Earlier this month, Green Partners released a statement saying that it hoped Molbachs would abide by the terms of its existing lease, which had years left and has allowed Molbachs to operate rent-free. Cohia said the two parties have agreed not to disclose the details of the lease, but implied that the terms have changed. Prior to November of this year, we had a financially viable lease with our partner, she said. In November, they terminated the agreement to build Molbachs. Subsequent to that time, the path forward is no longer financially viable. After much discussion, including with the Molbach family, closing down is the conclusion the store came to. A spokesperson for Green Partners declined to comment on why Molbox is closing its current location in the midst of its lease, saying that it isn't something the landlord has insight into. The city council urged the two parties to come to an agreement, and the city is disappointed they did not. A statement from the city said Monday, The statement added that the city has little ability to influence the outcome of private negotiations, in an interview Monday, Woodenville Mayor Mike Millman said he was sick to my stomach when he heard the news. He has contacted a local property owner who he believes would be a good fit for a new Mulbach's location, but is not ready to give a name at this time. The city 
Millman said, is willing to facilitate those discussions just as it has been willing to facilitate a compromise between Molbox and Green Partners. This is the first time Woodinville has put a private business in a development agreement ever, he said. Molbox is important enough to us. The city has not been privy to recent conversations between the two parties, but Millman hopes there's a way for Molbox to stay in Woodinville. Regardless, he said the city needs to work with green partners to develop the 19 acres of land it owns and retain the public benefits the Gardens District was going to deliver. Molbax is still working out the details of its closing, including how to celebrate the history of the store. Cohia said the main goal is to close down with integrity and in a way that respects our employees, vendors, and customers, adding that a transition plan would be shared in January. In the next 10 days or so, we're going to take the time to absorb the information into grief. Then we're going to come back and we're going to go out in style, Cohia said in an interview Monday. We want to go out with a bang, not a whimper. Molbax has 70 full-time employees, 45 part-time and seasonal employees, hundreds of vendors, and hundreds of thousands of customers. The company also partners with like-minded community and industry groups to support the environment, gardening, and horticulture, and child well-being and education. If any Woodenville residents have ideas on how to celebrate Molbox, Kohia said she would love to hear them. Emails can be sent to molbax at woodenville.com. City responds to latest news regarding Molbox. It is with deep sadness that we have learned of the unfortunate news that Molbox, a cherished business in our community, and Green Partner Cascade have been unable to reach an agreement that keeps Molbax open. The project on the current Molbox site, originally slated for redevelopment with Molbox as a key element, will not continue as previously envisioned. City of Woodenville is disappointed by this turn of events, recognizing Molbox's long-standing presence as an integral part of our community. I was surprised and saddened to learn that Molbox, the longtime iconic Woodenville business, and Green Partners were unable to reach an agreement. This marks a somber moment for Woodenville. Everyone at the city extends our gratitude to Molbach for being such an important part of our community's history for so many years. We remain steadfast in our commitment to supporting our community through this loss. So, while Molbach leaves some gigantic shoes to fill, the city must now turn to the work of exploring new opportunities that will build and continue to add to the richness of our local tapestry. Mayor Mike Millman said, The city acknowledges the complexity of private negotiations between businesses and property owners and, unfortunately, has limited avenues to influence the outcome. Our heartfelt gratitude goes out to Molbax for its significant contributions to our community over the years. We share in the disappointment with the residents who have valued and supported this local institution. The city remains committed to supporting the community through the transition and exploring opportunities that align with our commitment to a vibrant and resilient local economy. Parade Lights, Woodenville.
Once a year, for the annual Woodenville Christmas Light Parade, Santa forgoes his sleigh and cruises through town in a Corvette adorned with Christmas lights, reindeer not included. The Woodenville Cruisers Car Club held the parade for the seventh time on Sunday, which included more than 200 decked-out vehicles from vintage Ford trucks to a TVS, beginning at the Woodenville Sports Field. The parade continued past City Hall, down the main strip of Wooding Creek Village, and down any 175th Street before ending in the Hagen Grocery Store parking lot for a festival. All of the decorated cars were parked for the rest of the evening, and attendees could talk to the owners, take pictures with the cars, and jam to holiday tunes from a live DJ. Rich McKee, founder of the Car Club, led the parade in his mint green 1956 Ford F250, which he's decorated for Christmas for years. After seeing how much joy it brought others, he started the parade, and the joy has continued. Driving through the parade and looking at all the kids to adults dancing and cheering and just loving it at the festival afterward. That's what drives me, he said. The parade welcomes all levels of car enthusiasts, from serious collectors to those who just like an excuse to decorate their daily driver. A lot of the cars, though, have stories behind them, such as Brian and Melissa Fackelman's 1967 Mini. I grew up watching Mr. Bean, and it definitely was the car to have. Brian said, about eight years ago, a friend of the Fackelmans decided to sell the little red car. Brian quickly offered to purchase it, and Melissa was quickly on board. When you're in your twenties, it's should I buy this? Is it responsible? Melissa said. But how often do you get offered your dream car? The Mini, lovingly named Oliver, was manufactured on the West Coast rather than imported to the United States, like most others from its time. The Fackelmans redid the car's interior and added original wheels, so now Oliver looks exactly as he would have looked coming off the factory line. Melissa said. Another participant, veteran and car enthusiast Jibril Rashid, took the parade as an opportunity to promote a cause that's dear to him. Spreading the word about veteran suicide, just in Washington State alone in 2019, we lost 245 souls who were veterans to suicide. He said, adding that the statistic is likely underreported. There needs to be more awareness. It's sort of not spoken. Rashid is a member of Mission 22, an organization that provides resources for veterans and their families. After attending many events to get the word out, Rashid decided to create a rolling tribute. His car is wrapped in a camo pattern with a Mission 22 logo on the side and IGY six. I got your six on the back windshield. A military term used to say, "I have your back," both literally and figuratively. The event is great fun for the community, but McKee also adds a charitable component. The post parade festival included booths for the North Shore Schools Foundation and the Woodenville Storehouse Food Bank, which were collecting clothing and food donations, respectively. Josie Horst, executive director of the food bank, said Woodenville Cruisers has supported the organization for a long time. Currently, the food bank serves 100 households a week across Redmond, Kirkland, and Woodenville.
I think people are not aware that there's a need for a food bank in Woodenville, Horse said, adding that events help spread the word of the food bank's existence more than anything. Partnering with North Shore is what allows McKee to host an event that's free to attendees. Woodenville Cruisers doesn't collect any money, but North Shore is a 501 C3 nonprofit, making it eligible for a grant from the city of Woodenville. The grant pays for the parade's traffic officers, and North Shore, in turn, collects donations at the event. So far, traffic officers have been enough, but next year, McKee is planning to ask the city to close the streets. It's necessary as the event continues to grow, he said, with an estimated 2,500, 3,000 spectators showing up on Sunday. McKee contributes that growth to the parade's uniqueness and the holiday spirit. It's a very eclectic parade in the sense that we had a 1936 Bentley, and then we had some amazing sports cars, and then we had people's daily drivers, he said. To be able to couple that with a holiday season, there's not any other events like it. Events for this week. December 26th. Woodenville Men's Book Club. Woodenville Library, 7 to 8 p.m. Uncommon Measure, A Journey Through Music, Performance, and the Science of Time by Natalie Hodges. New members always welcome. Registration not required. Woodenville Library. December 27th. Lego Block Party. Woodenville Library, 3.30 to 4.30 p.m. Built together at an unstructured, creative play open house. Stay for the entire session or pop in for a few minutes. We supply the bricks. You supply the imagination. Sponsored by the Friends of the Woodenville Library. December 28th. More dumplings, please. Kingsgate Library, 12.30 to 1.30 p.m. Make dumplings with Olive Huang from Cooking Dolls. All supplies provided. Ages 8 and older. Please register. Walk. Ins welcome if space allows. Kingsgate Library. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes every Friday.